welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson. Here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Oh, hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going swell, fellas. We're back. We're back in studio. And today we're talking about Dynasty late round flyers according to ADP. Because sometimes it's a late round ADP, guys, that you can get for free. And by free, we don't mean like literally free, but like extremely cheap. Like you're giving up. Hey, you like sandwiches? Like, here you go. I'll take this guy. Uh, And then you're going to get them. I'll give you a fourth round. You give me a fifth round and... Exactly. Ooh, there you go. Yep. I like that too. So guys that we think that are so lo- they, they cost so l- the cost is so little that you can acquire and they will have some value for your team this year, whether it be a flex spot or some depth on your team to potential starting material. Yep. And when we mentioned ADP, we're going to be using sleepers ADP today. Uh, they're dynasty ADP, but we have some really breaking good news here. It's not breaking, but it's news. Uh, we will have our own ADP going yes, forward here within the next 30 days because we have a brand new mock draft tool we just released. Uh, right now, if you follow our Twitter, it's, uh, we have the link on our Twitter. Uh, I don't know the link. Name and notes, dynastynerds.com backslash. Mock.dynastynerds.com. Mock. Oh, the link is mock.dynastynerds.com to use it on your phone. I'm here for uh, it. It's nice. very web-friendly on your phone. It's actually better to use on your phone than it is even the website. And we have, by the time, by the hopefully soon, within a week, we'll actually have a Dynasty Nerds app. That's right. You heard it right. A Dynasty Nerds app. It's going to start off as a mock draft tool app, but eventually we plan incorporating everything we do, the Dynasty GM, Dynasty Nerds, everything into this app. So yep. we will finally have an app. And I know we've been talking about this mock draft tool for literally a couple of years. And a little bit behind the scenes to let you know, we actually had one built. We paid a lot of money for it. And it was trash. Yep. Uh, it, was, it was huge. And trash. it wasn't even finished. It was trash. Uh, Oscar the Grouch wouldn't even live in that thing. So we went, we, we, we shifted gears and we built a new tool. And this mock draft tool is everything I ever thought it would be and, and then some. So what you could do is you could do your rookie mock drafts. If you're a Dynasty GM member, it will automatically import your draft p- picks into the Dynasty uh, draft tool. So you'll have all your rookie picks in there through your mock draft pick. Uh, if you're not, you can manually put your picks in. So if you have multiple different picks, you could pick the picks that you want. We have standard drafts. PPR drafts, super flex mock tight end premium mock drafts on there. And if you're getting ready for the Scott Fishbowl this week, we have Scott Fishbowl mock drafts on there as well. It is extremely fun to use. I use it every day because it's just fun to mock draft. It just really is. One of our favorite things to do is mock draft. So make sure you check that out, mock.dynastinerds.com. And I mentioned ADP. What we always wanted to do and what we plan to provide for our users is, you know, there's a lot of sites out there that have ADP. Uh, some sites have ADP where they get the ADP and it, they, they get it. It's, it's from the first like week of the month and they update it every month, but it, it's early ADP. What we want to provide our users and our audience with is up to the minute live ADP. If some player gets uh, accused of exposing himself to people improperly, then his ADP is going to drop pretty rapidly, right? So where is that going to go? Um, we have a lot of stuff we want to incorporate in that too. We just built a new tool that's coming out soon too where we're going to be able to find every trade that was done for a player. 
Uh, so if you want to see what that nice. player that maybe possibly did something like that, what he's going for in trades, we'll have that available as well. But we want to provide our users with accurate ADP up to the minute generated by this mock draft. We put a lot of work into this, a lot of time. It's a lot of fun. It's pretty. And like everything we do, we plan it for it to be better down the road. It's going to keep building. Well. Yep. Yeah. So get on this right now. And then like we mentioned in Dynasty GM how we want to incorporate this. This tool will also allow us to expand the capabilities of our mock, our Dynasty GM. The data that we get from these mock drafts will generate more data for our users and provide more tools for the Dynasty GM users. Like I said, the trade, the find the trades. I know DLF has something like that as well, where you can look at all the trades as well. Um, we're going to get on that action too. It looks like we're going to provide something similar like that as well. We have a lot more things coming to the Dynasty GM as well. We put a lot of that stuff on hold as we work on a mock draft tool. So if you never thought about, if you ever thought about becoming a Dynasty Nerd Herd member, now's the time to do it. Uh, it's Now is the time because August 1st, we're actually increasing our pricing because like all tools and all data we provide, and it does cost money. Yeah. So we are going to have a slight price increase for the Nerd Herd membership. But if you join by August 1st, you are grandfathered into our pricing right now, which is literally the price of a cup of coffee. And I was thinking about this today as I got my second cup of coffee uh, midday. I was like, man, I spend $50 a week on coffee. I'm a degenerate. I'm an addict. <laughs> and my name is Rich. And it's okay because I love it so much. I like my coffee iced and I like it black, right? That's how I drink my, I love it. it I'm just, with you there, my man. That's that's the way yeah. I like it. I like to intermittent fast and this helps me get through my day. Um, this and like Bud's Butter, CBD oil, stuff like that, that helps me get through my day. But mostly it's Dunkin' Donuts, black iced coffee. That's literally 10% of my blood. It's, it's, it's blood, <laughs> 90%, and then it's black coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. So for that, for that price, I could buy a year membership for Dynasty Nerds. And right now, you can get in there. You can buy the year membership. I think it's $49.99 for the whole year or $2.99 a month, which is literally the price of a cup of coffee. And, you get, and you're get you locked in that price forever. So do that now before August 1st, and you're going to be – not only do you get what we have now, which is the film room, the Dynasty GM, where it just helps manage all your Dynasty teams, the trade calculators, the personal calculators, player shares. Personal personal calculator? calculator? We just have personal, like a... Do, 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 personal do, do, team do, do, calculators. Oh, team calculator. Well, like a lot of Dynasty trade calculators, they're, they're like, oh, I got to put this in. Let me go find this player's team. The now Dynasty GM trade calculator... You can also figure out what 12 plus 15 is. Now you we can do need, that. Now we need to get our developer to put in a calculator. because Just a, a regular stuff. one. Just, just a personal... Hey, do you like arithmetic? <laughs> just a normal old calculator. No, but our trade... What's special about our trade calculator is you put in... you log into it and say you're in a league your team's in there and every right, other team's in there right. as well Definitely. so it, it literally just brings it up and it, i know what you mean now it. now we know what you mean but at first it the was, extra podcast go ahead we we totally interrupted you go ahead. extra podcast you get all <laughs> kinds of fun stuff being a dynasty nerd herd member for the price of a cup of coffee get out there today kids tell your friends get out there join now because you're locked in because otherwise you're gonna be like sitting there and like in december going I'm a join. Man, I missed out on that price increase. Mm, that I messed up. I promise you, like the tens of thousands that are already there, will absolutely love it. So much fun. So much to do. Now let's get into our show. Late round flyers that flyers. we think could give some value. Garrett, why don't you lead us off Okay, as a leadoff hitter? All right, Kenny Lofton. Yeah, don't hit a lot of home runs. Yeah, but, us, you know, us, he's, he's a basic kind of guy. Yeah, he'll just I get, could he'll, steal. He'll get mm -hmm. on base, and then you'll go, and then I'll come in and I'll smash you guys all home. That's right. We'll smash. Uh, so the first guy, so basically the concept of this is we're just looking at guys that were, were on the lower end. Like basically I think all of these guys were sub 150 ADP yep. uh, guys that you're going to be getting in the 12 round or later, I guess. That I tried to look, uh, yeah, I tried to look around 13 right around. I mean, anywhere, you know, 
back half of the draft. Back half of right. your draft. I started at 150, and I started going down from that's, there. That's yeah. where I started, too. So uh, these are all names that you're going to be able to find towards the end of your draft. The first one, this would be kind of almost like the the poor man's version of, you know, when we talk about Robert Woods and you know, all of these guys that are always disrespected and always seem to outperform their ADP. That's kind of been Marvin Jones for most of his career, but specifically his career uh, over the past few seasons. Over the past four seasons, he has been wide receiver 18, wide receiver 28. He was 63, but that was only through nine games. So he, he was closer to right around 30 on a per game basis. And then wide receiver 12. So 18 to 30 or 12 to 30 over the past four seasons each and every year. But right now, currently his ADP is at wide receiver 70. So you're getting a guy that year in, year out has been basically a wide receiver two to wide receiver three every single year that late. Now, I know what some of you might be thinking. You might be saying, well, Garrett, we were basing that on him being in Detroit. We were used to him being in Detroit and, you know, he, he did his thing there. Now he's in Jacksonville. We don't know what's going to happen. Well, first of all, I, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be pretty good. I, I have a good feeling about that. But on top of that, he brought a little bit of Detroit with him. Darryl, Darren Bevel was the offensive coordinator in Detroit for the past two seasons where Marvin Jones was wide receiver 18 and 28. He is now in Jacksonville. So anytime that you get to bring a guy with you to install your offense, you feel pretty good that at least for the early part of the season, and I would assume most of the first year, he's going to kind of be the example for all of these guys to follow up. Here's what you do in this offense. Here's what you do in these routes. Here's what you do in all of this because he understands this offense because he's been a part of it for a while. So I think all of this meshes really well. And at wide receiver 70 means he's what your wide receiver six, probably mm -hmm. five, six, and he could easily be a flex option for you most weeks. So if you're a contending team, I think Marvin Jones is a great late round flyer for you. And yeah, what's nice is with Trevor Lawrence's deep ball accuracy in his arm, that, that's Marvin Jones specially, really open mm -hmm. up. And I know DJ Shark can off, offer that as well, and you'll use uh, uh, LaVisca Chenault a little bit underneath a little bit more. Right. But, yeah, I, I like that pick too because he is he's one of those guys that's always giving you something. Whether And you might not be starting week in, week out, like some years you will when he's wide receiver 18, but right. definitely start this year, at least like week one on, he would be a nice guy to have on your roster by week filler. Um, Injuries. Flex spot. A guy gets hurt, and a guy that you can get for pennies on the dollar, which is what we're looking at here, guys, that guys you can get for pennies on the dollar. And sometimes when you're chasing that ship in Dynasty, we, we talk about this all the time, but sometimes so many people are interested in making the big trade, the big trade. It's the little trades that can really get you by. And I like to focus on that when I'm, these are all obviously contender buys, right? Like if you're going for the ship, these are the guys you're looking at. So when you're a contender, I think moves like all the guys we're talking about right now are important because it's important to have depth. We're looking to a longer season, right? We're looking to a 17-game season. Everybody's uh, seasons are going to be a little bit longer because you got to add a week now because week 14 is a bye week. So right. everybody's dynasty season has to be extended a week, so your playoffs are starting a week later. And the NFL teams aren't getting an extra bye week in right. there with the extra game. So I have a feeling there's going to be a little bit more like, ah, we're going to give them rest this week. And yeah. I, I think more of that kind of stuff is going to happen this year. But it's important to have depth in you don't always have to look for depth just for your natural starters. It's good to have depth in case one of your starters goes down for multiple weeks to get through the season to stay at the top. You know, Because even if you have a really good team, you still want to finish as the one seed. 
getting that buy is always important because you never want know when you could run to an Alvin Kamara who scores six touchdowns yep. on Christmas and you're blown out the water, right? There's there's always that instance where a guy just has a monster game late season and that one game costs you a playoff game. And if you don't have that first round buy, that could be you. Mm-hmm. All because you didn't have the depth where somebody went down and I've seen it before. You're like, you know what? My team's good. I can lose this game. I can lose a second. I'm still going to, I'm still going to make the playoffs, right? It doesn't matter. Well, it does matter if you don't get that buy and you get bounced in the first exactly. round. Exactly. That's, that's where it really comes to fruition is when you get flushed in the first round. And, and really it's, it's because somebody just had an off week or something like that. You, you, and then you look at, and, and you know, the rest of the weeks, you would have won the championship had you just, I hate it when I had you that. not been flushed week one out of the playoffs. But the one thing that I, you know, I heard a quote from Urban Meyer. I, I don't have it right in front of me, so I don't know it exactly, but he was referring to DJ Chark not playing as strong, yeah. as big as his body uh, would kind of indicate. And and I think, you know, as a guy that likes DJ Chark, that was a little bit worrisome to me. But a guy like Marvin Jones, I think, you know, is, is a pretty, you know, well put together guy, six foot two, 200 and something pounds as well. I think if DJ Chark falters at all, he could slip right into a starting role. It could be him and LaVisca Chenault on uh, on the outside, and those two guys could be the starters if if DJ Chark you know doesn't kind of play up to his size and doesn't you know start playing with a little bit more aggression and kind of my ball uh, mentality on the outside for Urban Meyer, because there's already been glowing reviews about LaVisca Chenault uh, yeah, throughout the throughout the whole really throughout the whole offseason, and we know Marvin Jones can do it, and and now that you know. We're mentioning the fact that Daryl Bevel, you know, already is familiar with him. It's not going to take long for him to be like, "Hey, this guy, I know what I know what I have in Marvin Jones, and I like what I see out of Lavisca Schnault." So if if DJ Chark falters at all, this could be a guy that just slides right into a starting role, and he could probably outperform even what you know, even what you guys are thinking. Like, hey, we can you can use him as a flex guy or, or whatever. He might be a steady wide receiver three if he falls into that category. Absolutely, absolutely. And Marvin Jones, somebody who's always been that kind of flex guy, starter guy, going all the way back, not even to Detroit, going back to Cincinnati where he had some high praise as well. And, and at, when I'm a contending team, I love the the aging veteran receiver that you can like trade your fourth round pick for. Mm-hmm. And you know that there's a chance next year he's not going to help you at all. But if he could be your wide receiver three for the rest of the season, I'll trade a, a, a fourth pick every single season to give me a wide receiver three. Absolutely. You know, just year in and year out, just trade my fourth, get myself a wide receiver three. Trade my fourth, get a wide receiver three. And there's lots of guys like that, you know, like a Marvin Brown, you know, like Marvin Jones. Like we saw it last year, the guy like Nelson Aguilar, who went yeah. to Las Vegas, who finished the year as wide receiver 34 on the year, who ju- who finished as a wide receiver three. And, and you literally got him for pennies on the dollar. Fitzgerald was like that for a little while. Yeah. And you're talking about guys that like, that you don't, you, you can appreciate, like, Nelson Aguilar finished his wide receiver 34, averaged 11.6 points per game. Um, you could slide in another guy in the same role, like we could be talking about today. He's not on our list, but John Brown, right? Yeah. John yeah. Brown goes down to Las Vegas, and he takes over Nelson Aguilar's role. Now, John Brown only played in nine games last year, but John Brown averaged 10.8 points per game. In the previous year, he was a wide receiver three with Josh Allen. So if Brian Edwards or Henry Ruggs doesn't solidify themselves as both starters, maybe John Brown falls in this category Absolutely. of Marvin Jones. Uh, and like Nelson Aguilar did a year before. Emmanuel Sanders, there's been really good reviews on Emmanuel Sanders. Same type of thing in Buffalo. You know, they're saying Gabe Davis might be losing his spot to right. Emmanuel Sanders. Same type of age, production profile, all that kind of stuff. AJ Green, too, if he stays AJ healthy, Green is yep. another perfect example of one of these Here, kind of take guys. Take my fourth round pick. Yep. I'm yeah. going to get a wide receiver three for the season. And, and we talked about these guys before. Like, I mentioned John Brown two years ago on this show when he went to Buffalo. I'm like, he fits Josh Allen's skill set. You were kind of laughing at me, telling me, no way. Uh, he was going for third round picks. He ended up finishing. He had a good year. And you're like, oh, I, I, I was actually on board during 
during our podcast. It was when you were trying to sell him during the draft. I was trying to maybe downsell him a little I, bit. I think the real issue was when you were trying to have him go to Denver in free agency and trying to kill him. <laughs> Mild dive stadium. Yeah, I think that was <laughs> that was my that biggest, was the whoopsie. issue really. Uh, that was yeah. my yeah. greatest podcast moment ever. <laughs> Mild dive Mr. <laughs> Mr. Sickle Cell. <laughs> All right, Matt, give us a guy. All right, so moving on. Uh, my late round gem is um, OJ Howard. Um, right now, he's going as the 205th uh, player off the board, so he's going in like the 17th round and the tight end 28. So, I mean, I understand it. You know, obviously last year he ruptured his Achilles, um, but in those four games with Tom Brady, um, he he actually he was sixth in the league in in targets per game. So, I mean, he was up there, and, and the guys that were ahead of him were Jordan Reed, Travis Kelsey, Anthony Ferkshire, Mark Andrews, and Darren Waller. And he was ahead of guys like um, George George Kittle, uh, Mike Kosicki, TJ Hawkinson, Evan Ingram. And that's on a points per game. So that's that's those guys, obviously, for the whole rest of the season. Sure. He, he only has this small sample size. Um <clears throat> But you know, obviously, before before last year, before he injured himself, he's 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 playing on the fifth year option, so he's got a lot. They picked it up. He's got a lot to prove this year, and um, it's it's just one of these. He was tight end, I think, seventeen throughout throughout those four first four games. So it's not like he was, you know, lighting the world on fire. But he had two really good games where he caught, you know, he was up in like the fifty yard and and a touchdown type of game, and like two down games in between. But that was in the short, the COVID shortened season. He didn't. He was coming into a new new quarterback situation, so it was kind of a a new a new field. Now that he's got this whole off season, kind of to to get his feet underneath him and get in the offense, get in a rhythm with Tom Brady. I do think he was there. That offense that offense's preferred option from the tight end position, and they ran they ran a ton of two tight end with him too. So I mean, it's going to be him and Rob Gronkowski on the field an awful lot, and and. If you look at OJ Howard, you know statistically over his over his whole career, he's had a fifteen point three yards per catch average, which is the best among any active tight end in the NFL right now. The guy that's right behind him, Rob Gronkowski, he's at like fourteen point something. So they're they're two big weapons in the, in the passing game. They are they are going to be using a lot of two tight end sets. So it's not like he needs a hundred targets to to get to where he needs to get and get to far outperform the tight end 28. He, he Last year, he was on pace to get 76. And if you go and you use 76 targets and you use his catch percentage, which is around 66% for his, for his career, it gets you right to about 50 catches. And with that 50 catches with his career average, he's up in like the 760-something yard average. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's not a, a huge stretch to get this guy. It's some very good, impressive numbers. And and just those without like a tight end, you know, without without a whole bunch of touchdowns, five touchdowns, I, I gave him conservatively five touchdowns. It, he, he put him right in the low end of the tight end ones. And, and you bump it up just a little bit, and you're talking tight end eight. For a guy that's going – tight end 28 it's not like a, a huge stretch so as long as he comes back healthy i, I it, think that is the biggest concern is the achilles and how does that affect him and what but we've seen like you know, oj howard coming back from the achilles like we've seen a lot of people come back lately the technology on the achilles has been 10 times full it's i mean been, grant delpit hurt his achilles before the season last year and he's at full strength already they're running the on these treadmills that are like they they take off gravity and then they start gradually running with more and more. So I read an article that he was at like eighty five percent of his body weight on this on this um, 
you know, anti-gravity, whatever. It, it takes away some of your body weight type of treadmill. And that was back in March. So okay. he's got to be getting real yeah. close. I think he's going to be. I know Emmanuel I, Sanders did a few years back. He's going to be rip-roaring and ready to go, I think, for training camp. So it's going to be a big year for him. Um, I think just because he's playing in the fifth year, he's got so much to prove. He came out, and this guy was an athletic freak. He's six sure. foot six, two 251 pounds. He ran a four five one. This guy isn't slow. You know, he, in the game that he got injured, he had a nice, like, 30-yard touchdown catch. He he has a lot of upside, and he just hasn't really tapped it and 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 gotten to his full potential yet. But tight ends take time. And I think last year would have been the year where it kind of happened, but the, the injury happened. So, you know, tight end 28 for him is super low in my opinion, and I think you get a huge value with this guy it, right now. And a big thing that you mentioned here too, I think I don't want to make light of, is you mentioned the Buccaneers picked the, op, the fifth-year option up on O.J. Howard. And that says a lot by himself because he's a first-round pick. So being a first round pick, you're paying him millions of dollars to play tight end. Yep. You're paying him more than you're paying Rob Gronkowski to play tight end. Like that's you're paying you're paying OJ Howard more than you're paying Antonio Brown at tight end. So you're paying him pretty good this year. So you expect him to take a step forward as well uh, for this roster. And even if they don't retain him, that means he would go somewhere else, right? And he would play somewhere else. So you're buying him low. Uh, with the factor that he will be used this year. Matt mentioned all the numbers, why he has a chance for success, but you don't pay a guy that much money without plans to use him. Same thing, the Browns picked up David Njoku. David Njoku will be on this list as well. And they have Austin Hooper, they have a Harrison Bryant, but they went out of their way to retain him, which means they're going to use him as well. They consider mm-hmm. him as asset. You don't pay a tight end $5 million without plan on using him. And that's what they're going to do um, with OJ Howard, his has got to be more than the five million. I think that was in Joku's, and Joku was picked like twenty eighth. Yeah, I don't have the numbers right. Yeah, I can grab them though. Real, I fast. know OJ Howard's picked right around like sixteenth yeah, or something he was, overall. He was middle of the round. So his fifth round option would actually be a little bit higher as well. Um, maybe because the draft difference was a little bit different. Uh, a little different there. The prices are close. So OJ Howard, offense. He's at about six million. Six million. So that overall for tight ends, that's pretty. That's that re- is for a tight end. That's really good money. And a team that had to be really smart with their money this year, bringing back every single player that they wanted Which to bring is back. Wild. That was a big commitment to OG Howard. They could easily not pick up his option, coming off the injury, and moved on and paid somebody else. But they did bring him back. Um, I've been I've been slowly kind of going out looking for OJ Howard shares myself in a lot of my dynasty leagues because I am also very intrigued with him. I think it's when I saw you put him on the list, I thought it was a great uh, guy to have on this list. OJ, no, you talked you talked me into it because that first one I saw I was like. OJ Howard, uh, we'll see. But but you you made some really good points. So yeah, my, especially in tight end premium leagues, like you're always looking to try and get it, these guys that could like take it's a an step upside forward. play. You know, yeah. you, you're you're not necessarily counting on him this season because there's a lot of things that could go wrong. But the upside is 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 absolutely there. Right. And we know Gronk's not going to be there forever. Cameron Brate's not you know a young young pup either. And so you know. If he can prove that he's will that he can do it, that he'll get a contract extension. He'll be there the, their long term. You know, he'll yeah. tight end. And one. you're giving up little. And yeah. like I said, I mean, if you can give up, say you want to offer, say you went to a league, I think a, a trade offer of a 22 third and a 23 third. Right? It sounds like it's a lot. You're giving up two third round picks for a guy like O.J. Howard. I think the offer would be pretty intriguing to some owners. And all you're giving up is two third round picks, which are two gambles at the most anyways for a guy that offers prominent upside and two future picks that you can recoup pretty easily very you easily. know what i mean it's it's not hard to get third round draft picks back so i'm actually gonna stick with the same team matt i'm actually gonna stick with the tampa bay buccaneers for one of my players and that's geo bernard mm-hmm. running back for the tampa bay buccaneers right now with an adp of 253 overall running back number 70 
five. Now, why do I like uh, Gio Bernard as a late round flyer? One, he's a running back. And late round flyers for late round picks, running back, running back, running back. So when I talked about being a championship contender and I'm looking for just depth on my roster, hoping I never have to use, I want as many running backs on my team as possible to have any opportunity. A guy like Jamal Williams for Detroit is another guy that could be on this list. Mm-hmm. But I really like about Gio Bernard for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is that running back 75, he's extremely cheap. Um, when he was released by the Bengals, the, the Buccaneers really jumped in there pretty quickly to offer him a contract. They signed him to a one-year, $1.2 million deal that include $850,000 guaranteed. Again, a team that had spent, they're really up against it on a cap. And I know Tom Palacero reported that Tom Brady and Bruce Arians both personally went out of their way to recruit Gio Bernard to bring him to a team. So it seems like he's going to be pretty much locked in there as a third-down uh, running back. And what I also thought personally was interesting was at the same time, James White was a free agent, right? So they were looking for that third-down running back. When Gio Bernard was re- released, they went out of their way to go convince him to come to Tampa Bay. And Tom Brady already had a really good rapport with James White. They had him finish as a low-end uh, running back one, high-end running back two, finish James White with his rapport with Tom Brady. So going to the Buccaneers, they have Leonard Fournette. They have Ronald Jones there. Keyshawn Vaughn, I'm not even really counting as anything right now because we know – our inside reports say he had a – the coaches don't really like yeah. him that much. Anyways, yeah, he, he was barely used. Leonard Fournette led the team last year in pass catching, but, you know, Gio Bernard's significantly better than him. And if they were happy with Leonard Fournette's pass catching, they wouldn't have brought in Gio Bernard in the first place. They would have just kept right. Keyshawn Vaughn. Ronald Jones, guy has hands of stones. One probably – quite possibly one of the worst pass catching backs in the league, uh, probably right behind um, Marlon Mack. You know, Marlon Mack, Jordan, like Jordan Howard. Howard. Jordan Howard, yeah. right around yep. there. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers still last year threw to their running backs. They had 118 passes to their running backs last year for an average of 7.4 targets per game, which uh, is pretty decent. Now, say you take half of those targets, right? Just half of those targets. So you have 60 targets that go go to Gio Bernard. 60 targets. That's a that's a solid. Say he has a 75% catch rate. A lot of these are going to be double passes. That holds some value in a flex spot. Now, late in the season as well, what I really would anticipate is Gio Bernard, anytime get an opportunity, has looked pretty solid as a running back in opportunities there with Cincinnati. If Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones goes down, Gio Bernard's value goes significantly up. And what I'm looking at as a buy of Gio Bernard is where where can he help me as a contender late in the season, whether my guys get hurt or do my bye weeks. You know, maybe one of these guys get hurt and he helps me as well as well. We all know Tom Brady, he likes to target his running backs, and he wants that really good pass catcher running back. Like I said, it was Leonard Fournette last year, but right now, Gio Bernard is much better in that situation. And I can see them easily, I can see easily locking Gio Bernard in with his skill set and the fact they recruited him as their main third down running back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I I can see him coming in, Gio Bernard, with at least 55 to 60 receptions this year to give him that high-end running back three value to possibly low-end running back two value in PPR leagues because those are the kind of guys that slip through the cracks, like a guy like J.D. McKissick last year who led the league in uh, mm-hmm. targets as well. So guys like that are guys that I want to acquire in my roster, guys that I may never use, but they're there in case I need them. And Great I think glass Gio in Bern- case of emergency. Yeah, I think Gio Bernard is that perfect example is running back 75 and ADP right now, which means you have to give up nothing to get him. And 
out of any safety net you want to have on your dynasty roster going into a contender year, it's absolutely going to be the running back position because you'll never know when you're going to need them. And we see it all the time. People that get to the championship games, and whether because of injury or something, their running back isn't there when they need them most, and it hurts your team. So you need that depth. It's really hard to go into the season as contender to have three guys at running back, and that's it, and expect to get through the whole year healthy and to be able to compete. Because nothing's going to be worse if you get to the playoffs and you're out of cards for running backs. Right. And guess what? If Gio Bernard starts to produce, his prices go up exponentially. And the closer that you get to your playoffs, the higher that price is going to go because people are going to get a little bit desperate. Like, hey, I want a second. And then you're sitting there as a desperate player. You're going to get, okay, Gio Bernard's a running back 29 right now. Oh, I, I, oh man, Jonathan Taylor just twists his ankle. He's out three weeks. I, I need, okay, I'll give him a second. Now you're paying a second for Gio Bernard where you can give up a third round pick for Gio Bernard. Because I can't imagine a third round pick not getting it done for Gio Bernard. I'd actually approach it with like a fourth and fifth round pick and maybe like, or maybe like a future third, like uh, a it's, 2024 it's, third. it's almost easier because it is tough when it's like a one-for-one one thing. Like, hey, give me Gio Bernard. I'll give you this. But it's much easier to just get him as like a throw-in on a deal. Yeah. You know, like the sweetener. And that's for a lot of these guys, honestly, because yeah. as soon as you target one guy, they're like, well, why do you, why do you why want do you him want specifically? This? And yeah. they jack up the price on that guy and, you know, whatever it is. But if you can get it as like a, hey, we're already making a deal where I'm giving up this marquee running back for your marquee receiver. But... To, to make it even throwing Gio Bernard or throwing Marvin Jones or throwing, you know, whoever the, those are, that's the best way to acquire these guys. In some leagues too, I think a good maneuver here, here is I, I've been thinking about this. Some this off season is like these sneaky moves. We talk about the throwing picks is where you go. Hey man, your approach is I really like the 23 draft class, right? Uh, and I'm just going to get some extra seconds. I'll give you my second and third next year, which sounds really good. You're getting mm -hmm. second and third next year. Give me your 2020 second, 2023 second, and give me Gio Bernard. That's the team I attack. Or any of these guys we're talking about now, right? So what, you, what you're really doing is you're getting this person for a third-round pick because you're getting, you're giving up your 22 thirds. So you're giving mm -hmm. them for a third. You're give, and you're training your 22 second for a 23 second, which is what we expect to hold significantly yeah. better value. And you might even be able to get more since you have to wait an extra year. But that's the point. Like, I'm not even trying to push the limit. You know, like, no. hey, I'm just trying to acquire more seconds. I'll give you my 22 second, my 22 third. Give me your 23 second and give me Gio Bernard. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and that's how I do it. That way, I'm happy both ways. I'm getting, I'm getting OJ Howard and a 23 second, which is the second I want. Like, if anybody right. came here right now, I'm like, hey, I'll give you my 23 second for my 22 second. I'm doing it in a heartbeat because I expect the depth there of that class to be significant. And the more seconds I can acquire, the happier I'd be, and the more chance I can move up into the first. Sure. So that, I think that's a maneuver I like to make as well is pretend you're trying to, it's not even really pretending, you're trying to look into the future by giving up picks next year. Right. So, but that's how you're justifying it to the other owner. That's how I'm justifying right. that move. Okay. Let's talk about one of, uh, one of these groups that we've been talking about a lot lately. And it's one of my favorite sponsors that we've ever had on the show. It's predictionstrike.com. It's, it's your opportunity as fantasy football fanatics. We eat, we sleep, we breathe fantasy football. We're waiting for all the latest updates on the guys we like, and we justify dra drafting them higher. And, you know, over, over, you know, other guys were like, ah, it's just training camp. Who cares about that blurb? We, that's what we do. If you want to capitalize on all that information, if you want to capitalize on these late round gems, these late round flyers that we're talking about, the best place to do that is at predictionstrike.com. It's, it's just like 
the stock market. You can buy, sell shares of athletes, shares of players, just like the stock market. And best yet, they have this beautiful app. We've been talking about it for Dynasty Nerds. We had to make sure that we got the mock draft on the app. That's why I like Prediction Strike, because there's an app that I can utilize all this information. I can go through. I can look at what guys are certain guys I go on there. And I'm like, why is this guy priced so high? And I don't, I don't buy it at all. And then there's other guys. I'm like, ooh, that's a value there. And I go in and, you know, look at different players like that. So if you want to do just that, if you want to take all of this information that you're gathering from our podcast, all the information you're gathering from Twitter, go to predictionstrike.com and sign up with the promo code DYNASTY to receive 10 free dollars with your first deposit of $20 or more. That's the promo code DYNASTY to receive 10 free dollars with your first deposit of $20 or more at predictionstrike.com. Let me tell you one of my favorite sites, realitysportsonline.com. Now, what is realitysportsonline.com? It's the number one auction website out there today. And you're going to meet lots of players and see it on Twitter. As it grows, people will say, hey, the only way to play Dynasty is to do auction or play auction leagues. And what you might ask, where do I? Okay, that sounds interesting, but where do I do it? It's at Dynasty or realitysportsonline.com. They have free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contracts and salary camp functionality, and so much more. And I know this may sound complicated, but it's really not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league that you play in today. It just requires a little bit more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your metal. If you're still not sure, you can test out your general manager skills for free in their mock free agency auction. That's right. They have a mock draft for auctions, and it gives you a position to sit there and try it out and see how you best bid on your teams. And if you like what you see, you can use the promo code NERDS to receive 10% off on your team or league today. RealitySportsOnline.com. Online.com is one of the best websites to actually give you that feel of a real NFL team owner or dynasty GM. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Use that promo code NERDS. Get 10% off your team or your entire league today. All right. right. So um, I'm next up, right? Um, No, no. I don't think Garrett's up again. Oh gosh, Garrett's up again. I'm up again. I don't know. Are you or is Matt up? <laughs> I'm up. So my next we, guy is. We mixed it up. We're it, we're keeping it fresh. We're right keeping here. it real uh, fresh. Okay. So uh, my next guy is J D McKissick. You had already mentioned it. Um, Good. Him as a nice little buy. Um, right now he's going off the board as running back fifty, which is just absurd in my eyes, coming off the year that he just had. Um, Twenty seven years old, so he's like right in the prime of his career. Um, he hasn't fallen off the cliff yet um, as far as a running back is going. Um, and I don't know if it necessarily matters as much for these type of guys. You know what I mean? I feel like if you're a pounding, if you're a guy that's between the tackles, like, you know, your career is going to be a lot lot more truncated, a lot shorter. I feel like there is a real cliff for, you know, in between type of guys at like 27, 28. But if you're a guy like J.D. McKissick who, you know, operates on the perimeter as a pass-catching type of guy, he might actually have a few more years, in my opinion. You got this really funny look on your <laughs> face, Rich. Um, but last year, like... He just you, really likes... He just really likes J.D. McKissick. I, I'm, intri- I'm intrigued, but I'll, I'll let him finish. Last year, you'd men- I mean, you'd mentioned last year he finished... Tops in the league in targets. I think he had 110. And obviously, we're all expecting, I think, Antonio Gibson to take a bit of a step forward that's, in that's the passing game. only concern because he was, he was really intriguing last year because he'd led the league in targets, and he was very viable there. You could start J.D. McKissick throughout the year. 
that is my only concern is they're really talking about how they want to get Antonio Gibson more involved in the passing game. But like mm-hmm. I'm sure you're about to say, if you cut a third of those Ex- out, he's still very viable. Exactly. So I, where I see, I know there's a reason for his dip. I think he's dipped f- way too far. You know what I mean? I, and that's, that's why he presents a value because there are going to be times where he's still getting targets. He's not going to just vanish and, and totally disappear because this is his niche. This is his thing. He's going to be coming in. He's going to be spelling, but he's going to be mostly catching passes. So, um, you know, obviously he's not going to finish where he finished last year. He finished as, as running back 17 on the season, which is, which is great. You're, you're right in the middle of the running back two situation um, from there. But to, to have him going off the board – 179th and as the 50th running back I think is just undervaluing valuing this guy quite a bit I think he's going to fall into that situation where there's weeks that he is a very viable running back too and I think he's going to be a great guy to navigate you know some bye weeks or if there's an injury you can use this guy for probably a couple weeks in a row and he's never going to get you a dud because he's catching passes he's going to catch three or four passes a game I would imagine um, so he's never going to put up that zero um, and if he and if he breaks a big play or if he scores a touchdown on something he's going to get you some really nice points um, he might be, might be able to win you some games from a, a flex position so JD McKissick um, a very interesting guy I think he's got a lot of chops you know he, he's He's made his hay in the passing game, and that's where he's going to live um, for the rest of his career. And, and and from from for this season going forward, I think he's going to he's going to outperform that that running back fifty status that he's at right now. Another bullet in your revolver when you're taking a shot at a ship. It's it's again you want to have you don't want to be shooting blanks right unless you're why not, are you shooting at a ship? Because you're, you're trying to take you're you're taking a shot. <laughs> I know, you, but in my mind, I was like, if you shoot, hey, you see sh- that boat? If you shoot, let's at ship, shoot it. You're going to sink. That's what's yeah. going to happen. Well, you got you want to take wanna... your shot at the ship. This is what you got to do. I know, yeah. but you don't. I sink. use a revolver. Old days, you use a cannon. Cannons. Cannons. Yeah. Yep. Not me. No. I'm a revolver kind of guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a really small ship. <laughs> Eight man league. But anyway, jeez, <laughs> can't win a ship in that. You. I mean, if you're shooting blanks, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to have any. True. If you're shooting blanks, you're not gonna have anybody around you, at all. I shoot flares. Oh. That's what I shoot. <laughs> I got quadruplets, so. <laughs> <laughs> JD McKissick, get him. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry about that. Fourth uh, of July. I don't know. That's just where my mind went. I was like, why? Why are you shooting at boats? Um, kind of weird, but I said, you know. take your shot. Take your shot at the. Sh- now it's a tongue twister. Take your shot at the ship. Shot at the ship. All right. Shot hold, at your, the ship. hold your tongue and say pirate ship. <laughs> Nerd Herd episode. We all right. Yep. Uh, all right. I think I'm up next. I I kind of cheated. I picked a position group on a team because I think Cheaters. both of these players. I know it. I made the show sheet. Uh, so, <laughs> so and it, and what's weird about the show sheet is there's not even a guy under there that was a hot name in Dynasty for about three and a half weeks. Donald. Oh, Donald Parm? Yeah. No, he's not on it. Nope. He, didn't, he didn't make the cut. Nope. He's already cut. He's, he's already not cut. Good enough. Uh, no. I'm, I'm going after the Chargers tight ends. Right now, currently, we have two guys that I specifically am targeting on their Please team. Please tell our audience, I'm sure they have no idea who these people are. They probably don't. Jared Cook, he's been around forever. Surely. You might not even realize that he is on the Chargers currently. I feel like that's been a very under-the-radar type of move. It, it has been, and I think it. I think it's a really good move for them because it... Hunter Henry's been established there for a long time. He played very well, injured seasons back and forth. But when he was on the field, he performed very well. Justin Herbert last year was 12th at targeting the tight end. So he was on the upper end of guys that wanted to look for the tight end. There was 130 targets that went to the tight end position last year. 
Now, I get that Jared Cook is not a guy that you want to build your team around. He's 34 years old. He's at the end of his career. He knew actual pirates. He did. He met them. (laughs) He said, look at me. I'm the captain now. Uh, uh, But he, over the past three seasons, despite being up there in age and standard scoring leagues, he's been a top 12 every single season. And a few years ago, yeah, I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, And and just a few years back, he was tight end five. So he's actually performed very well over the past few years. So he still has it. He's still an athletic freak, which is kind of what got him to this point. Right. He's just so gifted athletically, despite all of his other shortfalls. He's very inconsistent, I think, in every other aspect, but he's been very athletic the entire time. But he's been very yep. athletic the entire time. <laughs> yep. But he's been, a, he's been a tight end one the past three years in a row. Yeah. And we've seen he's been in a lot of different spots, a lot of different offenses, but he's produced in all of them. So I think at tight end 24, I think he's got as good of a shot as anybody else for a one-year replacement. This is a Joe Lombardi thing, right? Coming from New yep. Orleans, coming over to... Exactly. Uh, uh, whatchamacallit and... Uh, whatchamacallit. Coming to whatchamacallit. Coming over to... to uh, wherever that Justin the Herbert guy... team with the, the players on it. Wherever the Chargers play now. Yeah. Uh, the the, the <laughs> La, yeah. Los, Los Diego. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be in their stand today watching the Browns beat them. Nice. But I, but I also want to make sure that I'm acquiring Trey McKitty. And that was really the main target in all this. And, and this is... This is kind of going to help you from both ends because Jared Cook's the guy that could help fill in this year. He's a he's fine backup. Rich likes it both ways, so this is good. There we go. Yes. But next year and the year after and the year after, I truly think that Trey McKitty could really be a thing. He was taken in the third round, which I kind of forgot, even though the draft was just a couple months ago. Yeah. I kind of forgot that he was taken in a th- in the third round. So they invested pretty good draft capital. In very him. athletic side end. He's a guy that was I was very intrigued with coming into the process. And then for him to get... Drafted in the third round really spoke volumes to me. So he's a guy that I've been targeting in a lot of drafts. Yeah, you can get him super late. Currently, he's going as tight end 35 off the board. So, you're, you know, when we're talking free, this is absolutely free mm-hmm. that you're getting Trey McKitty. And I saw him at the Senior Bowl, and there were a lot of things that I really liked. He is a an, an average to above average blocker. So I think he can play on the line and be just fine. But he's also a guy that got down the field pretty well and made some nice catches. He made a couple plays there at the Senior Bowl during the practices. I was like, oh, who was that? And, oh, it was Trey McKitty. Oh, man, he looked pretty good there. Uh, So I think that there's some good upside there. It looks like they drafted him high enough that he could conceivably be their tight end of the future. And so I think this this move, you take take one guy in the – 16th round or whatever it is. And then you take the other guy in the 20th round and you have that team's tight end group locked up. You're, you're set for this year and you're set for the future. I do. I, I do like that concept of kind of getting the old and the new and kind of sandwich them together. You know, they'll flow right from one to the other. Cause tight ends, we always, we talk about it all the time. They take a few years to like kind of come around at the NFL speed and all that kind of stuff. So this could be one of those things where right when, uh, Jared Cook's fallen off. JD McKitty. JD McKissick. JD McKissick. And Trey McKitty. Or Trey McKitty. Uh, well, <laughs> or just smash Well, him the funny thing is, I was actually doing that a couple seasons ago with Jared Cook and Adam Troutman. Yeah. I was, that was the pairing now, and it looks like Adam Troutman yeah. could be, you yeah. know, could absolutely be the next big thing. I thought he did because if you took Jared so. Cook and you took Jared and McKitty and you, t- you mix them together, you get Jared. So I thought that's what you had me there. Oh, okay. Jared. Jared. Go ahead, Jared. Go ahead, Jarrett. <laughs> I like Jared. I like Jared Cook as a sneaky buy for yeah. a super cheap because you're right. Like the targets last year, 
Lombardi. He's familiar with the Lombardi offense. If something happens with Mike Williams, which obviously I don't expect to happen, I expect Mike Williams to have a fifth-year breakout and be a super stud. Uh, Give me some skin. Little SMS, little super stud action over there for Mike Williams. (laughs) Spend on the middle S. I mean, now you're talking, Rich. We talk about for five years straight, it's eventually going to happen because we're going to will it into existence. Mike Williams, super stud SNS. I so wanted to put him on this list. So I was waiting for him to be on here, and I saw he was at like right around 150. I wanted to put him on here. I was like, I don't do it. We talk about Mike Williams. I couldn't do it because I knew you guys would just roast me the whole time. But Uh, but I so wanted to do it. Wait till we get to our bold predictions episode. He'll be back, baby. Ooh, you know Uh, it. So speaking of third round tight ends, my last guy is also a former third round coming to his third year breakout years. Dawson Knox with ADP of 224. Going as tight end 30. You're about to do that? That's what? We've never done that before, and I was about to knock, and you beat me to the Look punch. Look at that. I hope you guys knock it off. I'm trying to talk. <laughs> yeah. uh, tight end 31. Rude. Uh, <laughs> and there's a couple other guys I want to, like, I, I want to put Zach Ertz on this, but we already talked about Zach Ertz. He's currently going as tight end 22. I still really like Zach Ertz. I expect him to get moved this offseason. Uh, possibly to Buffalo, which would kill his Dawson Knox bump. But in the sure. meantime, he's still the number one tight end there. And I'm really still hoping Zach Ertz goes to Indy. Like, I have this – it's in my gut. Like, if I bust up my crystal balls, I'm sure they're telling me he's going to go to Indy. And I really like that pairing. Uh, guy like – speaking of another we talked about a lot was Paris Campbell over the last couple months. ADP of 174, wide receiver 67, a little bit too low for me. Right now, Brian Edwards, the guy we've talked about for a year straight, ADP of 192, wide receiver 75. I'm not okay with that. I mentioned a guy like John Brown, but I'm talking about Dawson Knox, Buffalo tight end, ADP of 224, tight end 31. And this is a guy, obviously, his biggest issues drops. It's hard to correct that, but Buffalo's going into the season. They didn't draft a tight end. Right, a lot of us were wondering where they'd go with tight end. Maybe they bring a guy in. Maybe they would sign Hunter Henry, John New Smith, some of those lines. Draft Pat Fryermuth, but and they didn't. They they stood Pat. So right now it is Dawson Knox. I know there's some news out there like maybe Jacob Hollister could pass him up. They have Tommy Sweeney on there, but that's it. Those are the guys they have. And Dawson Knox is a big athletic tight end. And we kind of saw at the end of the year, the last couple of playoff games of what he can do. Right. He went to the AFC championship game against Kansas city. He had six catches for 42 yards and a touchdown. And he actually scored a touchdown in both of his playoff games. And again, this is a guy who has a playmaking ability, but he just hasn't been over reliable, right? He only has 676 receiving yards and five touchdowns to, to, through two seasons. But we usually see with the tight end position, the third year breakout, right? The third year where they step up and they're and they're a viable option. And right now with Dawson likes Knox's price tag, he's so cheap and so available that what a good gamble on a team that's taking a big step forward. I know the receivers are the cream of the crop on cream of the crop in Buffalo, but if I'm looking for another weapon, Dawson Knox is somebody who I'm really looking forward here to see what he can do. This is a guy who's working this offseason. He's been working with uh Josh Allen on his game. I know he went to California with him. Uh, he's been working on, with some trainers on his hand-eye coordination as well because he's had some of those drops as he's, well. He was like specifically working like with some eye specialist or something, wasn't he, in order to to, to correct some 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 sort of maybe, – maybe it's the same guy it that was, you're talking about, the there, hand-eye coordination. There was an ESPN report. I think the reporter yeah. was uh, Marcel, Louis, something like those lines. He had a report on those about like his hand-eye. He was working with one of those guys as well. Uh so he, it's very interesting that he's putting a lot of time in this year, which is allegedly the breakout year because it just it's what we naturally seen over the history. I played dynasty. This a lot of people are in anal, analytics and statistics. I like to use actual NFL history as my tutor, and 
to show me what I see. And it's always the third year, mostly for these tight ends to take a big step forward. So and this team and this offense, I'm looking for Dawson Knox to step up. Everybody's talking about like Gabe Davis, uh, Manuel Sanders, like you mentioned, but nobody's a, an essential stud number two target. So maybe, and even the running game is somewhat of a mystery with Devin Singletary, sure. uh, Zach Moss there. And they brought in uh, Matt, Breda. Matt Breda as well. So Dawson Knox for his price tag is a really good game. Well, definitely in tight end super flex premium leagues, right? For a guy that's so cheap, Dawson Knox offers the youth athleticism to take a step forward. And we'll see the fact that he's really working on that hand-eye coordination, working with Josh Allen. Let's see if he can put that together because we have seen occasional players like that be able to put it together because Dawson Knox, we got to remember, up until he got to college, he was a quarterback. Like right. He would even play the tight end position. So this is a guy that was still learning the position coming in here. Third-round pick, has a draft pedigree. This is a year that he has to step up and make and break it. And the good thing about it, his price tag is so cheap. If he right. doesn't even pan out, you don't even lose out. But this is a guy that I have been targeting in all my best ball drafts with like a last pick. Um, tight end premium leagues, I've been trying to get him thrown, like those thrown in shares. Yep. I've been trying to get Dawson Knox thrown in there as well because he offers me everything I want out of a out of a fantasy player. Youth and upside at a, a limited position group, which is a tight end, right? Which, right. again, we want depth and we want options. O.J. Howard, Dawson Knox. Yep. There's guys like that that are young that offer some upside. There's other guys that we've been talking about that they don't pan out. They all don't pan out, but when the price is so cheap, this is where you want to go ahead and buy. Yep. You know, if we're on predictionstrike.com and we're and that's our dynasty team, these are the guys we want to get. Guys who are like, hey, I only have 30 cents left. Where am I going to go? Oh, Dawson Knox is 30 cents. That's where I'm putting my money on. Sure. You know, I don't want to go ahead and waste it on, uh, you know, Jared Cook. Yeah, Jared Cook has some He's a good buy for this year, too, for the contender. But Dawson Knox is filling that void. This is a guy you can even buy if you're a rebuild player, right? Where your draft picks are way more enticing now when you're throwing around a fourth-round pick because people are like, oh, that's a fourth-round pick, but it's 4-1. You know? So it's like sure. it offers that upside. So I like Dawson Knox. If somebody can come in and maybe that Rob Gronkowski-esque kind of player that he could, that they hoped they were getting him. Whew. big thing for him is he has to get his hands together. That's Gronk, what it is. With Gronk's him, a lofty goal because he's definitely athletic and he's got the he's got a ton of upside. But like you said, he's got to put it all together. So Dawson Knock, very interesting guy. Um, and and with J only Jacob Hollister really there right now. I mean, that's that's a nice solid buy in my yeah, opinion. Not a lot of depth. Yep. So that's cool. it. Uh, Nerd Herd episode. We're gonna play a little. Uh, little got some, game got some games. games. Next week we're gonna get into. Uh, we're gonna do some mock drafts actually. With we, our app. We've never With done this show in app. seven years. We've never conducted a mock draft, a startup mock draft on the show, and how we would do it. And we're going to do it as a group and see what kind of team we could build from probably like the sixth spot. And then oh. we'll do a super flex mock draft for the Nerd Herd show. And after that, we're getting right into our division breakdowns that we do every single year. So for the first time ever next year on this show, we're going to be using the Dynasty Nerds mock draft tool to draft a team. And right now, remember, Excuse everybody me. listening, you can get out there and mock draft right now for free mock.dynastynerds.com. I'm going to go ahead out on a limb and say that team that we draft, <laughs> it's going to be a dynasty. Woo. <laughs> Championship. Championship. Adios.